Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com slash sorgatronmedia. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, iPhone, or MP3 player. Freedom. Take back your freedom! Hey guys, we're back again. It's Freelance for Real. I'm Mike Sorg, and with me, as always, is Justin Kanaki from Baltimore. How you doing, Justin? Soggy but good. How are you, Mike? Yeah, it's widely wet here in the uh, Northeast. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize we were in a hurricane season, but apparently it's that time of year. Is this the fake out? Is this the fake out from the hurricane? This, this is the, uh, you know. This is the, I think this is the backlash from Hurricane Lee that came through Texas over the weekend. Really? Really? Yeah. I, yeah, I would, yeah, it was coming from the South, so that makes sense. Why we, we, the podcast where we start talking about weather and then we talk about our lives. Um,. <laughs> But generally, we talk about freelance and uh, and 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 the do's and don'ts as as we're learning them and learning them from 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 people you know other people. Um, we record this live every Tuesday, four p.m. Live uh Twitter freelance the number four real. We're also at freelanceforreal.com and freelanceforreal at sorgatronmedia.com. And you can find us on iTunes Mediafly. Please, please comment, rate us, get us up in those uh, in those rankings. Uh, tell your friends or tell your freelancing friends or those thinking about it because um, we've been getting some feedback and, uh, and, and, and it's generally good. That's a good thing. Yes. So uh, so keep it up and, and let us know anything you think we should cover, anybody you think we should talk to, any questions is up on all of that stuff at freelanceforreal.com. So, um, Justin, you know, I had a topic, you know, this is something that's been on my mind. I, you know, I think about it a lot as, uh, as you know, I started doing work, you know, outside the box, you know, independently. Uh, I, I, I think it just sum, sums up with keeping the faith, you know. Uh, keeping the faith to to kind of keep doing what we're doing independently without you know without a net so to say um, I know for me I experienced that a lot with doing you know shows like this you know I mean you know the, it was no no you don't get paid for podcasting right off the bat if not ever. not often no. if, if if ever uh, most of the time um, but you know we you know I've done a wrestling mayhem show for f- over five God coming up on six years now. Um, and you know, over a year on the awesome cast and my Tuesday nights have been booked pretty much for five years straight. Um, and sometimes you wonder, it's like, man, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am I putting all the effort in the right thing? Um, and I think that still applies and, and carries over to, you know, trying to make a business out of, you know, doing stuff independently. Like you, you so have, what you're what you're really saying, Mike, is you've reached that point in the workflow that we all get to eventually, which is you feel like you might be running in place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or 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 maybe just doubt, doubt that you're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Well, okay, so let's start with the, a basic premise mm-hmm. that there is a right thing. Okay, okay, okay. If you had to say there was a right thing that you ought to be doing right now, what do you think that right thing would be? What my, what my mom told me to go to college, get a good job and get a pension, you know, you know, like my dad did, like my granddad did. <laughs> so clearly we're not doing the right thing. No, according obviously to those not. So, I mean, do you have this at, at times? Or you just kind of shake your head and be like, man, what am I doing here? Oh yeah. Every day. Uh, it's, that's <laughs> my life is wondering what the hell I'm doing here. But I think like any job, you know, whether you're freelance or whether you're nine to five or whether you're a subcontractor for someone else, you end up getting into a routine where like 80% of your day is going to be the same routine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be variations in that, in that pattern, but either you're always out there looking for work, you're always out there doing work, you're always out there executing somebody else's commands. Uh, I think by and large, we don't often have a whole lot of time to step back from that and say, okay, is this working? How could it be working better? We're too busy trying to execute the jobs and trying to find the next jobs by any means necessary. So building in some downtime to your day or your week or your month or however often you need to step back and look at it can save you from running either in the same place or in the wrong direction for too long. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it sounds like uh, you might be reaching one of those little signal outposts where you're thinking, well, I'm not getting either the kind of feedback, the amount of feedback, the kinds of uh, new network connections, the kinds of new leads. Something that you are expecting to be manifesting itself is not happening. Yeah, and I think that was even more telling when I was doing the shows, you know, staying up late and had the full-time job that I didn't like, 
you know. Uh, and it's like, but I got to do this. This is my release. And like, oh, it's get, it gets so hard sometimes. It gets so hard to get everybody organized, to stay on topic, to to make it sound good. You know, I, you know, balancing the, you know, I have a very kind of streamlined system for we do the shows and we put them out. And, and you know, and I, I try to eat the most quality out of that in as short a time as possible, you know, because, you know, I can't be like some that's been a day on a podcast that's an hour long. And, um, you know, that's I, I don't have the time for that, you know, quite frankly. Um, but you know, fine tuning that process and, and, and that, I think it may be a little bit of that feedback too, you know, especially, especially back then. Cause I, I would rush home from work, start getting ready, do, you know, at the time, just the wrestling show. Now we, you know, we have a nice array of shows that I deal with. Um, and then, you know, and then starting into the tech show, uh, about a year, over a year ago, um, you know, stay up late, edit it, get it up. Hope I got some sleep for work the next day. You know, not really. I didn't really have much time for interaction in between. Well, you don't have much time for interaction in between. You don't have much time, as you've admitted, for uh, the kinds of post-production or maybe quality control that you'd want to do on it because you always feel like you're running to play catch up. Mm -hmm. You've got to go ahead and book the next guest as soon as you get done with the current one. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't have as much time to promote it properly as you probably want to Which because I, you can step back and say, oh, I could be doing these 10 or 20 or three things if I had more time, but I never seem to, so I'll just hope and pray that it catches on on its own. Mm-hmm. You know? And so we, in these sorts of self-created uh, situations, end up doing the same thing over and over and over again because mm-hmm. we know how to do it. We know we can get it done. You know, when it comes to doing a show like The Baristas, which I'm producing and you're directing and we have a cast of 20-ish, we know how to get it out the door without going completely insane. And there are probably things we could be doing to step back from that process and go, oh, let's do this differently. Oh, why are we fighting these friction points, you know? Exactly. Uh, When you're out there looking for new connections and new leads invariably people start asking you questions and you wish you had other answers to them. Like, oh, where can I find a summarized uh, listing of all the places you've worked and, and a show reel? And I'm sitting here thinking, oh man, I don't have a show reel right now because even though I've been doing video nonstop for seven, eight years, I have never stopped doing video long enough to prove that I do video, if that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, yeah, yeah, and and that's why that luckily you know as far as the podcasts go, you know I find myself justifying them more these days, um, as kind of that is my showreel, you know, is doing mm-hmm. this stuff. Like I feel like this proves I know what I'm talking about. I hope, or I just sound like a complete idiot. We'll we'll see. I guess it's uh you know on, on whoever's listening. Uh, but but I put myself out there, and that's my vehicle to do that. You know, and it's my show off is like, hey, look at what we're doing. You know, I toss up a post. Hey, check out the baristas. You know, I had a small hand in it, but, you know, this is something pretty cool we're working on. You know, the show, hey, look, I have experience with, you know, fictional content now, you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know, the news and, and, and talk and everything we're doing over here. Um, and then it, and then it does seem to kind of shift is now it's like, am I doing the right thing? Do I have enough leads? Man, I've been sitting on these couple for a while. Um, you know, what's next, you know, has my, has my, my friend equity kind of ran out, you know, from the years, you know, was it, was that just the jump start? You know, I mean, that the, the questions can seem to kind of shift. And I think these are a lot of doubts that people, you know, worry about, uh, uh out there. Yeah. I also don't think that this even comes up unless you realize there's a missing piece. Like as long as things are going and you're getting the feedback you want, you're getting the new leads, you're getting the revenue streams, you're getting you know better at what you're doing, and you can manage it all in a reasonable amount of time, it never occurs to you that you could be doing anything differently or better or that you might need to change things or drop one or you know add something else to your repertoire. Mm-hmm. So when this comes up, one of the first things I usually tell people to do, especially if I'm advising them in a business capacity, is what let's restate what your goals would be and then look back and see, okay, are the actions that I'm taking actually walking me closer to those goals or are they walking me closer to goals that maybe I had a few years ago but they've shifted now? Or or are these practices that I started taking on uh, before I really clearly defined what I wanted and once they got up to running at a smooth speed, I've never bothered tinkering with them because I see them as a self-contained entity. You know, I see them as something that works without necessarily asking, is it working for me? Okay. Okay. All right. So let's think about let's think 
let's let's dissect the career of Mike Sword <laughs> over the next few minutes. Let's do a okay. let's do a freelance right. autopsy on ourselves and see how we're doing. And vice versa. And vice versa. Oh, yeah. I think you know. I'm not I'm not the only one with the scalpel here. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so you've raised the question, and the question at this point would be: Are you doing the right thing? based on the goals that you have. And we'd said before that your goals would be to, you know, work the office job and get the pension, which clearly we're not doing. But <laughs> Well, I think that's the ungrained goal, right? I mean, that's the, well, goal, yeah. that's the goal that's been beating in our head exactly when we were talking about education a few episodes ago. That's like the idea, oh, you go and you do this and you get this education, you get a job, it takes care of you. Oh, it doesn't work that way these days and nobody knows how to do it again. So you just kind of continue and hope for the best kind of situation well, and i think that's where a lot of people find themselves employment wise now you know we decided no we're going to try something different but i think after you know come on 30 years of of hearing you know that and seeing that and seeing you know our parents on those paths and 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 uh you know schoolmates and and where they've gone and and comparing you know it's uh you know it's still in the back of your head even though you're like no that's not the path i want well yeah i mean you're you've consciously or unconsciously chosen to reject that path and mm-hmm. go on one that you'd feel more comfortable with. But the end goals of, of profit and survival and having a nest egg and being able to provide for your family and purchase the things that you would like to purchase and have the experiences you'd like to experience probably haven't changed. It's just that you want a different route to get there. You want a self-controlled route uh, where you're willing to take on all of the responsibilities of taxation and uh you know employees and equipment and so forth rather than just doing it as a nine to five for someone else so you've you've consciously chosen to make your life more difficult (laughs) that's the first thing you have to realize when you're a freelancer is you have what you've given up is a lot of the safety valves that Mm -hmm. most people would like to have in their lives and for which they are willing to bitch about a full-time employer because at least they get the benefits in the 401k out of it when you're freelance you are left bitching about your own work habits. You are your own boss. Man, We've said this in the show a couple times. <laughs> it's easy to hate the boss that's not you because eh, it's some other guy making you do shit. But when you're making yourself do shit, you hate yourself. It's awkward. <laughs> so what are you making yourself or not making yourself do right now that you could be doing differently or better? Where do you think you're falling short as far as your presumed goals are? I don't know. Uh, for me, I I just uh, maybe this is just something I've had for a while. I just consistently feel like I'm not doing enough. Well, I, but you could also look at it from my point of view, which is, my God, you're doing so much. Like, you're almost doing too much. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I have I have some people come up to me. And, you know, Norm, we know Norm is often tells me that I'm like, I make the most content out of anybody he knows. You know? Yeah. And one, of me, our, one of our fellow Pittsburgh uh, yes. freelancers and podcasters, Norm Hulsman, uh will frequently call us out when we're doing things that he doesn't quite understand, like doing too much. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Stronghillsman.com. Check out their podcast. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um I throw a plug out there. Uh, but, uh, you know, but yeah, stuff like that. And I think that's what it is. I need the perspective. You know, sometimes I feel lazy because I don't feel like I'm doing enough. And I'll ask my wife, is like, you know, do you, do you feel like I've justified myself going freelance with what I've done? And she's a, she tells me I'm working harder than when I ever had a nine to five job. But OK, so let's let's compare working harder, though, to working <laughs> smarter. Is it or working better? But then again, is it working harder or is it working more to a point? Because uh, well, well, here's how here's how I I, I approach work. Uh, I often said, uh, you know, you know, all the way back going to something like the Art Institute. What were your goals? What are your career goals? Is I want to be able to wake up in the morning and not dread what I have to do that day. It's a good goal. It's I a mean, good one to start I, with. And and to me that was like finding a nine to five that's really cool and I enjoy. You know. Um, and you know, leaving and and in, in, in interviews, maybe this is the interview question that always nixes me because I always, I always tell my, I, I always, I always determine that I'm uh, uninterviewable because I have not successfully gotten a job from an interview. Oh, per se. Okay. This is this is a fact. I, I, you know, the job I had for six years, I did not interview. I walked in and started started working. That is um, true. And uh, you know, and I, and I think we mentioned that before. Um, so, I mean, maybe, that's but you've like, picked up freelance clients since then. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you had to oh, interview yeah. for them, but you found a way to reach them. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and it goes back around to the, well, maybe the interview is dead as we know it. Maybe the resume resumes don't matter. 
you know um, if you have a linkedin which, page you have a resume so. pretty much it's active it's a living it's a living resume you know my site with this is on, is a living resume and that and and i think that's that you know that, again that's why it's important to blog to talk about the projects that you're working on if you're allowed to of course uh, I know that I know not everybody has that privilege to be able to do that, not depending on who they're working for. Um, but, you know, that is that's a it's a, you know, uh, Molly uh, that we we talked to, to uh, Molly White a couple of episodes ago. Right. I mean, you know, she has a blog. You know, she's like, you know, I do social media. I do this and that. And she does a blog where she demonstrates, hey, here's a tip, this, this and this. Hey, this is this. This is how I'm using this. And that is exactly what you need to do. You know, and that is just your living resume. Now, unfortunately, if some employers aren't aren't willing to look at that at face value and take a couple seconds with that and just want I need this in an outline. It's not somebody compatible with you in the first place. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah. Obviously, you could you could be the kind of person who wants to bend over backwards and deliver resumes and showreels and whatnot in every format imaginable. You could keep a VHS of your showreel around if you really want to. Uh, I don't know who would be hiring you based on your VHS. And yes, you're right. You probably don't want to go work for a company that lives in a, you know, a basement with a printing press. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all things considered... You're right to say that your online presence is your ongoing living resume. It's your ongoing living uh, proof of portfolio, proof of work, proof of expertise. But what you're also saying, I think, is that you look at all the work that you're doing right now. You look at all the media you're creating and you look at all the work you're doing for your clients and you're saying, well, clearly I'm doing a lot. I'm doing more now than I was when I was working nine to five. Mm -hmm. Yet, something in the back of your mind is making you question whether or not you're doing the best things where you're taking the, the the optimal steps towards getting to, to where you want to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um how recently have you looked at either your your general financial goals or your your broad-based life goals my where do i want to be in like one year to three years and try to figure out how many of the shows you're working on right now and how many of the clients that you have and how many of your daily practices are actually pushing you toward it and how many of them are just things that are in place because they can be there and that, maybe that's something I need to do. You know, basically my my thing has been to get clients that will pay me and uh, and 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 have fun. You know, in the in the back of it is just like have fun. My 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 father always had the uh, when I had my horrible job at the country club, bussing tables or 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 waiting tables later at Perkins was have fun, make money. Even though the thought of going there <laughs> made me sick uh, at the time, uh, that's and, every job though. Eventually, oh, every, yeah. even working for yourself oh, yeah. makes you sick eventually because oh, it becomes a routine. It's especially bad. I was not good at customer service there, or serving, or giving people food. And now I'm working in a cafe that I partly own. Um, yeah, but <laughs> if you partly own it, you can halfway dictate what the workplace culture is. Exactly. exactly. Whereas when you're working at a country club, it's pretty well dictated for you. Exactly. Uh, but still, that I mean, but that is still a philosophy to have fun, make money. Uh, find things that you do and you enjoy that make you money. Maybe maybe I'm I'm too much uh, crossing my 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 day job and my sex job as we've said for several. Well, episodes yeah, I mean that's that's possible because you're fairly new to the freelance game compared to some others, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that you're you might still be maybe you're maybe you're starting to come out of the honeymoon phase of oh thank God I'm on my own, mm-hmm. and now you're starting to step now back and go the- oh. Oh my God, I'm on my own. Right, exactly. That's the next step. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, uh, that's definitely been this past month. I was like, oh, 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 mm-hmm. oh, oh. It's when it's when all the things that you haven't been doing because mm-hmm. you didn't, you were so focused on the things you could do, mm-hmm. uh, start to come back and bite you in the ass. It, like, oh, I haven't yeah. necessarily networked the right way. Oh, I haven't necessarily underpinned my online presence in the way that I'd like it to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've taken certain things for granted. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, let's turn this around. I mean, I, uh, you know, let let's let's uh, turn the scalpel on you, maybe. Um, so, so what has been uh, your hangups? This, Probably this is, this is the psychology pretty similar. Episode. This is a psychology episode of Freelance for Real. We need that sometimes. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, oh yeah. I, if all we talked about was how to manage our time, uh, we would only be offering you one solution. But let's be honest: being a freelancer is occasionally terrifying. Uh, it certainly requires a massive um, faith-based emotional buy-in from your significant others because <laughs> if, you're, uh, if your spouse and your children aren't on board with this, we've talked about this with Molly before, we've talked about this with some of our other interviewees, uh, you know, they have to understand that you're living a much different lifestyle by choice than most people would choose to do. So in my case, I am choosing to freelance 
and I am choosing to seek out jobs that pay at a certain rate because if I can bankroll a large amount of money from one job, it means I don't have to bust my ass five, six, seven days a week to make the same amount of money in smaller jobs. So that one of my goals has always been to make sure that I'm attracting the level of work that can sustain me for a month, but not take a month to execute. Interesting. Interesting. And whereas I, you know, I, I guess I may be clamoring for every job that seems interesting to me that I can't. And Which, I, I mean, not again, that, it's not a bad thing because you're still trying to feel your way through what it, the right fits for that's you. That's true. Are. True. What works? What doesn't work with this type of project? It's something I want to do more of this type of, I mean, you'll grant I'm doing different stuff, all kinds yeah. of different stuff. Um, along, you know, the, the social media, the video side of things. Um, but, and, and, you know, a lot of times a mix of the two. Um, but yeah, it, anyways, go ahead. Well, okay. So in terms of trying to figure out how much money you want to make, I think that's a big part of it. It, exactly. it feels to me like on my end, I know that I, I want to make X. And if I can take on two jobs in a month that would pay me X rather than 10 jobs that would pay me X, mm -hmm. I'd be a loon not to do the two jobs if it takes me, you know, less time. That said, I came into this primarily from the video side and then moved into social media. So as we've talked about occasionally, to remain competitive as a freelancer, you've also got to be up to date on the most current um, trends, the most current uh, uh, equipment in your field. So for a video person or a photographer, you're always playing the catch-up game with which camera do I need right now or which equipment, which lighting, what, what are the most uh, popular formats for distribution right now, what are the skills that I don't know that could make me less marketable and hurt my, my income in the future if I don't keep up with them, right? I'm, I presume programming is the exact same way, though I don't program. Um, well, yeah, I think as far as I understand programming, you know, it's it's languages, you know, and, and what is the trend, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're picking up Ruby on Rails, C++, is C++ gone by the wayside, or, you know, however that may be, and it's a whole culture amongst itself, I understand that. Yeah, we'll have to bring Steve Klabnik back on here one of these days to uh, New give, us a, give us an overview. Yes. Um, but yeah, so you've got to, you know... You have to parcel out time to remain competitive and to research and develop, you know, new new um, techniques for accomplishing these jobs. Work these new tools into your workflow. Uh, it, it's it's time intensive. You know, I might only need two jobs a month to make what I need to make to cover all my bills and and so forth. But the amount of time that's going into processing that video, the amount of time that's going into uh, figuring out what my competition is doing. Uh, the amount of money I have to spend on updating or upgrading my camera equipment and my hard drive space and my backup uh, uh, workflow, it, you know, it, it's time intensive. Like there, even when you think you have downtime as a freelancer, you're still tinkering with the large machine that is your freelance life. You're always trying to find a way to make something work better, faster, smoother, more productively. Uh, and I could stand here right now and go, oh, I have a completely free day. There's nothing on my plate. But then your next light bulb that goes off is great what can i fix what's broken that i can improve mm -hmm. what are opportunities that i haven't taken advantage of that i should dive into you know so in my case i feel like i need to always be refining my own process based on both my financial goals and the amount of free time that i'd like to have because i very frequently get into situations where i'd love to take advantage of an opportunity that has nothing to do with work you say you'd like to take on jobs that like either challenge you or that you find interesting or you could learn something new mm -hmm. i almost always have to pass those up because i feel like oh if i do that 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 sucks time away from something else and i never really articulate what that something is i think it's me time in a certain way so I feel obliged to like defend that me time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm always fighting that battle between I could be more productive and profitable or I could be more sane. Yeah, uh, me time usually loses out of the battle. Oh, so, it has to. I, yeah. I mean, it, it has to come down to like, God, I really haven't spent time with my wife for a week. I kind of need to do that. I'm sorry, no. Well, let's let's uh, take a sidetrack here real quick and talk about that because that's, that's one of the other tricky parts of, of freelance is – when you're in charge of your own time, therefore, all 24 hours of your day are technically work time, unless you give yourself hard stops at the end of a day or the beginning of the day. Mm. Uh, very easily, I think you and I get into situations where our significant others wonder where the hell we are. And 
<laughs> if we're going to be away from them, we better damn well be productive and bringing something back that's worth us being apart, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, why we have an yeah. iPhone tracker on our phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I my girlfriend doesn't even care where I am so much as um, I had better be doing something that is making me less of a bastard to be around. <laughs> Because if I'm gone for a week shooting the baristas and I come back and I'm in a bad mood because it went badly, like or or like I didn't feel like I did what I was supposed to do, or I got another job through the pipeline while I was doing this, now I'm running behind. Like the fact that she just had to spend a week without me, not that I'm great to be around in the first place, let's be honest. But you know the, that there's nobody helping out around the house. That you know it's boring, it's lonely. Who's she going to watch the wire with? These are all important questions. And if I'm not there and I come back and I'm in a bad mood. Uh, boy, maybe I would be better off at a nine-to-five job, or at least my complaints would be bottlenecked and I could leave them at the office, right? Because when you're freelancing, you're complaining all the time. Uh, Do you and Missy ever engage in any sort of these state-of-the-union discussions? Um, you know, less so, less so since I quit the nine to five, because <laughs> hmm. there's that, always, that's a betterment for you. you know, yeah, it really is though, because I think, uh, cause she always, well, there, there was always the thing cause I was taking on all these projects and, and doing stuff for other people, you know, while trying to hold down the nine to five. And there was a lot of, you know, there was all the mediums. There's like, you're, you have too much on your plate. You need to clear it. Now I think there's the understanding. Yeah. You need to have a lot on your plate and figure out what needs to stay there. You know, and she right. equally has a whole lot on her plate as far as the cafe and holding down the nine to five and everything that goes around that in pod camp. Uh, well, I think I think you and I and I think Missy and Anne, my girlfriend, uh, we do share a common trait, which is we like to be busy, but we like yes. to be busy doing things that we know are having a direct impact. OK, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, we don't want to be spinning our wheels just for the sake of having something to do. Because yeah, because I think and I think that's a very um, um, kind of uh, reactive thing for us. Because there was definitely a period where both of us were really bad with our jobs, not, not bad at our jobs, but having really bad days consistently. We yeah. would literally come home, watch about three or four hours of cart- whatever's on Cartoon mm. Network, <laughs> and that was our day every day. Yeah. And that was consistently like, wow, I probably wasted a lot of time. I could have been doing something productive and getting myself ahead of where I was instead of just running in place and treading water. Well, I mean, there's something to be said for the mental decompression that comes with the distraction for Mm -hmm. a little while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when your day turns into oppression followed by willful distraction for six hours, then you collapse. That's not going to help anybody. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why we usually try to escape from the day jobs we feel are holding us back. But then you get into this other direction of instead of at least being able when you have a day job to delineate the part of your day that somebody else is in charge of and the part of the day that you can finally keep to yourself, even if all you do with it is watch Cartoon Network, (laughs) when you're on your own, now you are fighting the battle of I could watch Cartoon Network all day versus I should be working constantly until the badgers come for me. Oh, thankfully I canceled cable, so that's not even. <laughs> that's but now thing. there's the internet. Thank you, internet. Thank yeah, you. Well, Thank there's you. there. You'll always find a distraction. Thank you, but self-imposed Doctor Who marathons. You could live in a wood cabin and you'd still like take up the xylophone. Like there's always going to be something that will that will give you an outlet that you will then abuse if you need to. Hey, the trombone's a good idea. Here we go. And it, but you know what? If we all knew a little more brass instrumentation, life would be a lot better. And I found my trombone from high school that I have in the closet. And I uh, thought maybe one day, one day. One day, Mike, wow. you'll take that trombone to Funky Town. I will take that trombone. <laughs> yes, yes, Funky Town, Funky Town. And wow. Well, you take me too. Anyway, Mike, uh, let's bring this back around, though, to the goal-oriented point of kicking this whole thing off, which is you and I both have financial goals. You and I both have relationship goals. And you and I both have personal uh, enrichment goals, right? (laughs) So let's do a quick audit of the things that we're working on and figure out, are we trying to do too much? Do you feel as though you're splitting your time up so much that none of these ventures is moving forward fast enough? Are they cannibalizing your resources to the point where you'd be better off cutting some free? Or are there other things that you even need to add into the pot? God forbid. Uh, I think I need to add in variety. Um, The things that will probably be cut someday 
are, um, <laughs> unless it grows into something on its own, um, is is a lot of this work, um, especially especially the wrestling work. I love the wrestling work. That's more of a passion thing, and I get a lot of training. You know, mm-hmm. going and filming. I mean, a lot of my camera work has improved just because of going out once, twice a month and filming a ringside match, you know, uh, again with the football, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, I mean, I'm not getting paid what you would get paid to go shoot for three or four hours. I'm not getting paid a, a rate, you know, because we're talking about high schools. We're talking about wrestling. There's no budget. You know? Right. So in the, in the hierarchy that, of the jobs the that you have coming in. Yeah. That's the experience, you know, it's enjoyable and it's experience, exactly. but it's not a lot of cash. Yeah. So, and, and you know, barista is the same way. It's experience. It's experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting anywhere else. It is no know? cash though. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and I'm in I'm in the same boat. I get paid in other ways. Oh, that that needs you, to you be get paid in bagels. That definitely needs to be qualified. Um, oh yeah, the paninis. Uh, you you should have heard Will McMahon going off about the paninis for the DVD extra. Um, All right, good. I'll listen to that one. <laughs> so I mean, you know, those I think those qualify as the personal enri- enrichment, uh, the more practical skills. Because yeah. you know, admittedly, uh, you know, I. You know, I, I wrote about this article that's going up. It's going to be in a, uh, a magazine going out here soon. Um, I did not. <laughs> I didn't pay attention in video class, guys. I enjoyed it. I did not expect to be doing any video that'd be worthwhile here 10 years later. And, and look and, at you now. And look at me now. And thank you, Internet, uh, for making that a possibility, to be honest, and completely. Uh, I wish I did pay a little more attention to lighting and f-stops and all that kind of stuff, and that's why I'm doing this all this extra stuff. But, you know, and I actually considered you're like, man, I, mean, I just need to go take a fundamentals of shooting. I know I've done a lot and kind of learning, but I'm I'm still making, you know, rookie mistakes. You know, but I've learned a lot in the meantime. There's just a mm-hmm. couple of little technical things with the higher end cameras. I I really think. You know, take a class on lighting. I mean, I, I haven't had a class on lighting. I'm really learning a lot. You know, we, we introduced the light for baristas. I've introduced it for a few interview shoots, you know. But it's nothing, you know, fantastic, you know. It's very practical. He's like, I need to light this up because it's dark. Mike, you're talking about adding more things to your workday, though. <laughs> you were talking about finding time to take a class on top of everything else that you're doing right now. Yes, so, but it's enrichment. It'll make my workday better. And more Everything is enrichment, though. And it. Understand it more. Yeah. If every if everything was enrichment and we all got paid to do it, we would call that college. And then I don't, <laughs> and then I don't have to hire a, a lighting guy now. And you know, if I if it came to that point, you know, yeah. so. Well, okay. So these are other things you want to pursue. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're adding more things in. in. Um, <laughs> what does that mean to the things that you're already doing? Are do you feel as though you need to reevaluate the your client base? Do you feel like you're not networking your fr- you mentioned uh, friend equity before? Do you feel as though you need to set aside more time to strategically build relationships, market yourself, mine through your existing network for leads? Yes, yes, I, I think I do. Um, for sure. And what would you show them? Because if they come asking, where's your boilerplate answer of all the things that you do? Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I, I think uh, my, <laughs> the shock and awe of bringing up SorgatronMedia.com is like, look at the things I do. And it's a nice variety. And I actually do get some people that are new. I hand them my card. They check it out. It's like, you know, and they look at looks like you know what you're doing. Let's, you know, let's see if we can do this. You know, that has happened a few times. Um, and that's kind of how I build it for. Okay. Now, if you want to do more networking, though, mm-hmm. exactly how would, it, off the top of your head, because I can think of a few things, what are some of the things you think you should be doing right now within your existing, quote-unquote, free time uh, that would enable you to, to improve those connections? Get out of the house and my own cafe more. Yeah, that's a start. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, right off the bat, you know, I mean, just, uh, I, mean, you know, I don't mean just go to Starbucks instead. I'm, I'm talking about... Um, you know, I, 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 you know, go look at networking events and and, and of the such and and, uh, and 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 you know whatever might be out there for that. You know, that, I mean, you've got PodCamp coming at this month, but there's Pod always Camp. the Ignite and the Innovate events. Exactly, the- there's these entrepreneurial Tuesdays that I, or Thursdays that Tuesday Thursdays some tea night, night and I, I tell myself, man, I want to go to one of those one time, and mm-hmm. and and always something else comes up. Uh, Bill Guild has been great. Um, it really seems to be the same. I, I see some new faces every once in a while. 
uh, down there. Bill, Bill Gill Pittsburgh is really good. Yeah. Um, a lot of cities have the Open Coffee Club. I know Pittsburgh has that. Yes, yes. And now that uh, I am a freelancer and I don't have work during the day, I might be able to go one of those. Um, okay. These are the ways you've got to think about it. You're like, yeah. okay, well, what are the things I couldn't have done before that I can exactly. do now? And exactly. I, how am I? How can I better take advantage of my time? There's a freelancer meetup I I, I, uh, I came across. I'm going to try next week. Yeah, just just get around. You know, some of these may be dead ends, but I, yeah, you know, getting out and talk like we like we talk. You know, like like we have a conversation here, Justin. Uh, but with people in front of me. Uh, well, in, yeah, in the exactly. area. And, and you know, and bouncing stuff off like that, and and you never know who's going to be like, oh, I need a guy just like you. You know, hey, where have you been? You know, all my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know and that sort of thing you know go to the geek nights and, and just you know see what happens you know and the reason you can't do that right now is is why like let's reiterate the problem you think you've got to get past which is you are devoting too much of your time to other projects or you are you are just emotionally drained at the end of a day no not, it's not that i mean it's things come up a lot of, a lot of times that's pushed off because of things that come up personally yeah. Honestly, you know, it's that catch up. It's like, well, I spent all this time here. I need to take care of this because that's my family, you know. Um, well, right, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really just, you know, unfortunate circumstances as far as that goes. But if you look at the long view, the obviously you've got to take care of family stuff, you've got to take care of your personal needs and so forth. But if you're going to start comparing the need to go out to a networking event with, the need to, let's say, take a lighting class. Let's just put those two right head to head. The lighting class will help you get better at your work. The networking will help you find more work. So you could weigh them on multiple scales and try to figure out which one is a more worthwhile investment of your time. Bottom line is, in a certain way, you need to do a little bit of each. You almost have to like carve out time in your day per week and say, this is personal enrichment time. I can afford to give three hours a week to just stuff that's going to make me better at what I do. I can afford to take one night a week and go out to a live event because if I don't, I won't make any more connections and I will just end up doing the same work for the same people forever. Exactly. Exactly. Which pretty much just turns back into my nine to five. Yeah. You, the last thing you want is for your freelance job to feel like you're trapped in a nine to five <laughs> that you made for yourself. Creating and, your own personal hell. Right, exactly. You got out of that. Let's not make it again. Exactly. Let's not be uh, masochistic about it. And that seems to be a repetitive theme uh, I, I've noticed over our interviews. True, true. Well, we're always trying to avoid the same. Look, a lot of the same problems that you have at a day job are not necessarily problems created by the day job. They're created by how you reacted to the day job. Mm -hmm. If you are not great at interpersonal communication, if you're not a uh, lover of conflict, if you don't like creative <laughs> problem solving, uh, if you are the kind of person who says yes and nods and doesn't say no, I don't understand this, or is ashamed or afraid to say it and don't know how to find the right answers, all of these are problems that are not systemic from a nine to five job. These are, you know, interpersonal stumbling blocks you've got to find a way to get over. And they get worse when you're on your own because one of the things you've got to do when you're alone as a freelancer is to network yourself and is to find the answers to the problems that are being presented that you can't rely on someone else to find for you. You can't just say, hey, uh, person I used to be able to delegate things to, fix this. There's no one there. It's just you. You've got to fix the things that are broken yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and, and there's been a lot of that. It was like, oh, nope, that's the thing you always screwed up all these years don't do that because you don't have somebody else that'll just put up with it yeah it's hard sometimes when you're at the end of that death spiral of resenting your nine to five job to be able to understand what got you to that point is it your frustration with the job is it your frustration with yourself it's usually a combination of the two but if you can't tell the individual ingredients apart anymore you run the risk of making a lot of the same mistakes when you're on your own, except this time you don't have the benefits in the 401k to fall back on. So if you suddenly find yourself as an entrepreneur who can't speak to other people without crying in a corner, you might be totally <laughs> screwed. Maybe that was not a grand choice on your part. Yeah, thankfully, I'm not anywhere near that. No, I'm not saying you. I, oh, okay, okay, just in general. I was like, man. That no, 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 no. This is, this is general <laughs> education time. Okay, all right. I'm realizing that time management is probably my own biggest bugaboo. Like, I, motivating myself is mm -hmm. the hardest thing because I have convinced myself that as a lifelong procrastinator, I will always get things done and win in the end. But the degree to which I win is always a photo finish. I'm almost never ahead of the game. And I resent myself for being 
34 years old now and stupid enough to still be playing the same game that I was with my time when I was in high school and college. What the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the things I'm always on the lookout for are better ways to manage my time. And here's a little hat tip to Steve Klavnik, our guest from a few weeks back, uh, mentioned the Pomodoro technique. And if you're not familiar with what that is, I had to look it up myself. Uh, I'd heard of it. I just didn't know this was one of the names for it. It is the practice of working for 25 minutes and then taking a five-minute break. Hmm. Very simple. And what it lets you do is say, okay, all of a sudden my half hours are completely structured. I look at this 25 minutes as, oh, it's task-based, and I work on solving the problem that's at hand. And then I know that at five minutes before the hour or before the half hour, I am allowed to just take time for myself, shut that part of my brain down that's working on the problem solving, surf the web, do whatever, and then at the next start, at the next half hour, you go back into work mentally. That's interesting. And what I would actually like to do over the coming weeks here, and let's see if I can stick to it, because sticking to a schedule is always fun for me. Um, I would love to be able to find a way to have, like you, I work on a number of projects, right? And I always feel like, well, I should just barrel down and get this one project done. And by the time I'm done with it, these other projects are out of control, right? Mm -hmm. I would like to see if I can spend my days subdividing everything, whether per hour or per half hour, into working on all the different projects that I'm supposed to be working on. So rather than working on the baristas all day long and then a client all day the next day, mm-hmm. what if I took an hour and did baristas? Then the next hour was the client. Then the next hour was personal blog and so forth. And even if I'm just nudging the ball forward slowly, more slowly than I would if I was just going balls out and getting it all done at once, I'd like to see maybe over the course of a couple of weeks to a month, have I proven that I'm less interested in certain things? Are there like are there half hours or hours in this little technique that I'm really excited to get myself into and then half hours that I sort of dread? Um, are there things that I can maybe easily outsource that I was taking for granted before? Or are there things that uh, just need to go completely and I should file this down to just doing like two things a week instead of 20? Hmm. One way to find it out is to break it down into a more organized pattern, which I hardly ever do but probably should. I'd be interested to hear how that uh, that comes out. Well, the first thing I have to do is convince myself to start fucking doing it because <laughs> every day it seems like I open up my computer and I check all my social tabs and then I spend the next hour responding to things on Facebook. Got to stop that. Hey, and that's funny because sometimes I feel like I don't respond and reciprocate enough. I'm too busy working on the other the other. You thing are never too. You are you are never not responding enough. To. I, I feel like I sometimes I'm like I'm broadcasting more than reciprocating. Then I end up reciprocating more than broadcast. You know, it, it's 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 that balance. It's that fight. But that's cool. It's too, it's, it, what are you in it for? Are you in it to learn information about people? Are you in it to share interesting information? Are you in it to become a thought leader? Quote unquote. God forbid. Yeah. You know yeah. what? What do you? And if it's everything, then again, you're going to end up screwed because you'll always be saying, "Well, this helps me get here. This helps me get here. I'll just take all these steps at once." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You only have two feet. You can't take all the steps. That's a good. That's a good spot to end it on. Uh, well, well, Justin. Uh, you know, like we started last week, we got affiliates now. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of go along with that, uh, guys. We, we're uh, we're affiliated here with uh, with Audible. I dig it. Uh, Audio books. I do not. I don't make that time to read, guys. Uh, so <laughs> but if you don't make that time to read, you can always make that time to listen on your commute exactly. uh, while you're doing other work that doesn't require a soundtrack. Exactly. I mean, I, I learned a lot about what I do from podcasting, and this is uh, this has been an extension. I, I like educational books. A lot of what I do, as I mentioned last week with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's Crush It!, uh, is is you know thanks to books like that, books like Rework, other stuff, getting things done, I was... Uh, mostly got through it i didn't get that done so i'm not good at getting things done so uh that was a good test there uh but no i there's a, there's a lot of that stuff that's really good now you know i i had and this is a this is where it's good again we talked about long commutes uh one of those jobs uh like i said i'm, I'm shooting high school football one of those i'm learning and it's paying pretty decent actually uh and uh i'll be up at the north allegheny games all all all, all uh season guys if uh you know uh, if, if you stop by here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, but no, I did a, a WNJ, Washington Jefferson game. It was out in Juniata College in Huntington, PA. Not in Juniata, PA. That's about an hour difference, and I'm glad I didn't just put that into my Google Maps. Um, but I had a good six-hour round-trip drive. 
And uh, and I knew that Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, book, uh, The Thank You Economy, is follow up to Crush It. It was co- had come out and uh, had finally come out on, on Audible and been out there for uh, maybe a month now. Uh, and I was curious, not quite as excited because I didn't figure it'd be as much as a cheerleader go do your s- stuff you've been telling yourself you wanted to do forever uh, kind of thing. Um, so I went into it and I was very surprised. Uh, it is is it's kind of like you know, Justin. You deal a lot with social media. You know, how hard is it to sell social media as a as a concept? A lot of times, uh, it can be pretty tricky depending on how concerned a potential user is about things like privacy and message control and being interesting. Mm-hmm. And this is and, and this book uh, actually uh, helps. Uh, if if you're sitting there wondering how do I, I I help this person wrap their head around this concept that I know is going to work, uh, the, Gary Vaynerchuk goes and, and and talks about the thank you economy, social media. He hates the term, um, and uh, and gives some some very specific examples and you know his his advice on you know it's basically a social media consultation book. Um, but with uh, real examples, he talks about the situation with Zappos and Amazon, which I've actually also read the Zappos book um, that goes more in depth with that. I think it's pretty tremendous um, by Tony Shea, also on Audible, by the way. Um, but there's there's some really cool stuff in there. And I'm sitting there six hours with this. And there's actually a few samples in there from other restaurants. I'm sitting there at, at, at stoplights texting. Don't text and drive. Uh, but I stopped the stoplight. Uh, texting my wife these like one word things to remind me of these ideas I have for the cafe that I want to implement. <laughs> so, I mean, it really got the gears turning and, and looking at a different way to think about the stuff that I'm already doing a lot of. Um, and, uh, and I recommend it. You can get that free audible.com. Uh, we have a, a, a deal going now at, uh, Sor- I'm sorry, audiblepodcast.com slash Sorgatron media. You can get one free book. And try out the service for 14 days. There's a lot of other free content. They got cool apps for the. I, I, I listen to that on the iPhone app the whole way, putting bookmarks to. This is a story my wife needs to listen to. Um, and then she tells me she's not going to listen to it. <laughs> You're so digital, Mike. I'm so digital. So very digital. And it's on the Android device as well. Uh, the plan's typically $14.95 a month. You get a credit each month to try that out. And, uh, you know, sometimes those books are $25, $30. Bucks. And uh, that really works out well uh, in the long run. But you get that first book free, cancel within 14 days, and you will keep that book. They don't take it away from you. You can log in with your account. You're still a customer. And uh, I can list, you know, know, say I got Gary Vaynerchuk on uh, on that that free book. I can go back and listen to it anytime. Even though I don't buy another thing ever from Audible. So no risk to you. Go check that out. It's really recommended. That and Crush It from last week. Uh, just kind of get it, especially if you're working in that field, um, to get a kind of a head start with that. So audiblepodcast.com slash Sorgatron Media to check that out. Uh, so, Justin, speaking of some promotions, you have a pretty cool post related to this show over on your website. You want to tell us real quick about it? Yeah, over at justinkanaki.com, uh, where I frequently blog about all things social media and storytelling related. I did a real quick summary of seven business tips I've learned from interviewing seven of our guests here on Freelance for Real with Mike. So everything from the right time to get a lawyer and incorporate to how to figure out which jobs are worth turning down to uh, you know certain tips on how to hit the ground running in case you suddenly find yourself unemployed and deciding to become a freelancer. Mm-hmm. You know we've covered a wide variety of topics on the show so far in just our first uh, dozen plus episodes. And I feel like uh, it was a good time to summarize that into a text format, which we ought to be doing more often here on Freelance for Real. (laughs) But as Mike and I both know, we never quite have the time for it. We need show note people. Other shows have show note people. Those those go-getting listeners that say, I want to do that. And uh, we need to wikiize this thing. Uh, We call those interns, Mike. Interns? Interns. Hmm. I always always say I'm going to get an intern down here. It's quite It's time. It's totally time. time. It's been time like a year ago. To be completely honest, it's uh, always time for an intern. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll have an episode about how do you get an intern for your single business. Um, but anyways, no, it's a it's a great post. Uh, and, and you're right. It, it's uh, you, you touch on Sager, Molly White, John Carmen, um, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, it helps people. And hopefully, it gets people to the show and to, to, to hear the stories firsthand. 
Oh yeah. I think a lot of folks hear that we do a show and they're like, oh, well, what would that be about? Or what would I get out of it? So I also want to summarize some of the things we've learned mm-hmm. because I come away from every show, whether it's just you and I sort of ruminating on our careers or coming away from these interviews with people who are teaching us things that we don't already know ourselves. It's like, there's so much information sometimes I almost lose track of it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mm-hmm. nice to have a, a document to go back to every so often, remind ourselves that what we're doing does matter. Gosh, darn it. Exactly, exactly. And uh, and I got an article coming up this week on Sorgatron.com. That's my blog. Well, first, I got a review for Thank You Economy that we were just talking about in the ad. I legit read it and watched, or read it and loved it. You can read about it uh, over there. And also, I got one coming up that's actually going to be featured in a magazine that I assist with uh, called Rumi Nations, uh, which is RumiNations.biz. Uh, it's uh, Mindfulness for Freelancers is the title, and it'll be up soon. Uh, it sounds like we both need that, Mike. Yes. Sometimes we need to sit back and say, it, it really is just kind of items, uh, stuff I've learned, stuff we talked about here a little bit. Stuff's like, what do I need to kind of uh, set myself up for, though I'm not going to go crazy? Um, so go check that out. It'll be up, uh, I believe, tomorrow, Wednesday, if you're hearing this live. Um, so go check that at Sorgatron.com. And, of course, we got plenty going on, SorgatronMedia.com, all of the great, Great, great shows. I tell myself they're great, but even though I'm so personally critical. Uh, thus is the artist's problem. <laughs> yeah, we're always our own worst critics and exactly, audiences. Exactly, exactly. I hate everything I do. Well, if you get to that point, then maybe you do have a problem. It's That's called violent humility. You know, you reach a certain <laughs> point where you're like, well, I don't want to say that what I'm doing is even competent. Who am I? Who am I to judge? <laughs> Oh my, but please hire me. Um, yep. No, <laughs> but no, there's great stuff there. We have a lot of fun, especially here on Tuesday nights where we record these, including this show, 4 p.m. Eastern, live at sorgatronmedia.com. You can find more information on all the back catalog of shows at freelance4real.com, Twitter, freelance for real, or email us, freelance for real at sorgatronmedia.com. Please go check out podcasts podcamppittsburgh.com it's happening about a week and a half from this moment uh you can find out about that at point park college or watch us online we're going to have some streaming videos of all the sessions i got a couple things going on uh there 10 things i learned from five years in podcasting we're going to attempt to have a panel about your rights to the internet uh which i still have to assemble uh and uh and and we're going to be talking about the software i use for this very show and well at least the video versions of them and uh, and do a very live wrap up awesome cast live that Sunday. Uh, it's very stacked. Do you have a session, Justin? Are you are you spectating this year? You know, I do actually have a session on the schedule right now. But I've realized, having looked at the schedule today, that uh, my session on how to tell better stories actually follows another storytelling session being hosted by two other gentlemen who look like they're going to do everything I would do. So I may just uh, backtrack and spectate alone at this event. Okay, okay, but you'll be around, you know. I'll be around. You can tackle me in the hallway and ask me questions. Making mischief, you know. Just don't tell anybody where you parked. Um, nope, never, nope, never will. Nope, 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 nope. So, oh, thanks, Justin. Thanks everybody for joining us. Please hit us with your feedback. Uh, hit us up on iTunes and MediaFly, and we'll see you guys next week. Freelance for real. Take back your freedom.